Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hello and welcome to Special Edition. I'm Brian Hughes. Coming up on this week's program, WILK's Nikki Stone speaks with Pastor Dan and Kathy from Keystone Mission about last week's shooting of a Scranton police officer and the issue of homelessness in northeastern Pennsylvania. I spoke with Lou Jasikoff from the Independent Gazette about kids for cash, free and fair elections, and immigration. Buckle up. And Froggy 101's Doc and Chewy speak with local singer Gracie Jane Sinclair about her career and what's coming up for her next. Special edition gets started right now. Dan Shashan in the studio. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Good to be here again. As a pastor, I don't know if you would have anything to add to that to, to maybe... It's hard to say comfort the whole area is shocked by this. And I, I would think that even if you live in Wilkesbury and all Scranton's all the way up there, if it's in Scranton, it's in Wilkesbury. Well, it's in our backyard right now. And uh, we see it on the news all the time. We see the shootings, the mass mm-hmm. shootings in different parts of the country. And we always say, well, that can't happen here. And, and stuff does happen here. And the gangs aren't and, here. And the gangs are they here. They are here. And our police officer was shot this morning. So it brings us uh, together closer as a community. Uh, we all grieve together. We mourn. Uh, if that's the case, we, when, a, when an officer dies in the line of duty, uh, we all feel for the family, for the police departments, for those people that are all protecting our freedoms uh, when we're in bed at night sleeping. And this poor officer, from what I heard on Bob Cordero's show, was just newly a father. He had a newborn infant at home. And that, to me, just leaves me with this very heavy feeling over me. This child needs his father to grow up with and then I look at the irony of the whole story uh, might be that when you talk gangs, there's a lot of kids in fatherless homes that tend to join gangs because they're looking just for that sense of belonging. And we're fighting that darkness every day. It's a battle, no matter where you go, mm-hmm. uh, in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, and across the whole country. Yes. And then, so what can we do to alleviate that or... How do we work to uh, bring more lightness into this world? And, and that's what we strive to do as, as pastors, as uh, people in the church, to try to bring people together, uh, to try to uh, close that darkness out. But it's always there, and it's always banging at our back door. Um, somebody said, Nikki, I grew up playing games like Grand Theft Auto, Mortal Kombat, and Doom. Never once did it occur to me in my wildest dreams that I should go out and torture um, rob, burn, murder, hurt, or anyone. We're turning into a demented society that doesn't value life anymore or on any level. In my aspect, the lack of empathy, sympathy, and the ability to relate to your fellow man is the main problem with society by large today. I think they have a point. But, I mean, and, and what the, how do we change that? Well, maybe we'll discuss that later on. And Kathy, um, you come to us with Keystone Missions. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, from the Scranton area. Um, Scranton and Wilkes-Barre. Actually, I'm in my, right now I'm in the process of opening a new innovation center in downtown Wilkes-Barre, but I work in both counties. An innovation center, what would that be? It's kind of uh, like a day room, but we, we 
when the homeless community comes in, we work to get them help to try to get them off the streets. So, and what kind of help is Keystone providing, may I ask? Like, as far as you say, get people off the streets. Well, we start, Nikki, we start with the basics, such as um, getting proper ID. Most of the homeless community doesn't have any ID. They've mm-hmm. lost their picture ID. They don't have a Social Security card anymore. They don't have a birth certificate. And you cannot get any assistance without those documents. So that is the first place that we start. So if you've lost all those documents, because people become homeless for various reasons um, and maybe had to leave that paperwork behind, mm-hmm. uh, how that's a difficult process for someone to go through. Oh, yeah. And it's, it, you know, you can't get one without the other. It's circular. And it's mm-hmm. not something that can happen overnight. Now, the, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania will pay for um, a homeless individual's um, photo ID if they have not had one before or if it's expired. So that is paid for. The same thing with the birth certificate is provided by the state. If they're, and uh, Most of the states have some sort of accommodations for the homeless community. And, but it's not an overnight procedure. It's, it takes a little bit of time to put everything together. Now, in our area, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, how many people is Keystone Mission serving? Well, I was just, I just told Dan, I said, I looked up some documents last night. I did a, a phone interview on my way home last night, and so I wanted a little bit of more documentation so I can share that with the reporter. But in, in, in Lackawanna County, in the past year, from last year this day until this year, Today, we've had 703 unique individuals come into our Innovation Center in Scranton. 703. In Scranton. In Scranton. Alone. In Scranton alone. Now, we're only open since October 30th in Wilkes-Barre, and so far we've had 153 unique individuals. And and I got really concerned last week. All right. I I have to ask this question. So last week I stopped at a local store on my way home on a Wednesday evening, and I'm walking out of that store, and I get approached by two women who said to me, be careful. Or, well, they said, is that your car over there? And I said, yes. Um, and they and I told the story on the air last week because my heart wasn't in, I was scared for myself. I was concerned for this person. But they said, be careful. There's a man over there looking in your windows of your car. And when I look back, I'm like, okay, was I too nasty? Because I screamed at this guy from the sidewalk. The woman sta- stood with me. Get away from or what are you doing by my car i yelled Uh, which i guess from a safety standpoint is the thing that you would do you know you don't approach a person because you never know what state of mind they are in or if they have any um weapons on them as well well when it got down to it i realized that this person was not in the same mental state as Mm -hmm. me There was a few things that he said. When all was said and done, I knew it was going to be a cold night out, and I worried about where this guy was going. Did he have a home? Now he's wearing a coat, but there's plenty of organizations that give out free coats, or you can pick up a coat, or somebody will donate a coat. I wasn't sure he had anywhere to go, and I didn't know what to do in that moment. I called nine one one. And I said, I'm not concerned for me. It's not an emergency for me, but I am worried about this man. Was that the right thing for me to do? Um, Yes, all the time. Um, What most people don't realize is that, and, and this individual might not have been homeless. Right. But because, remember, homeless... Homelessness doesn't have the same face as what, you know, I grew up calling them bums and hobos. Right. We all did. Um, Yeah. That is just not what homelessness looks like right now. It looks like us. Mm-hmm. You know, right now in our Scranton Innovation Center, I have a 79-year-old woman whose home was condemned. You're talking about not being able to have the proper ID, right? She can't get back into her home. She has been living in her Kia for four weeks. She's 79 years old. So the homeless can be your grandma. Well, I, and I need to ask this question. If a home gets condemned in a city like that, 
shouldn't we be working with the cities to say, hey, you need to try to bring out some box. You got to get some people in there to bring some of this stuff out so the people can get their hands on. But they, they won't do that until she has a place to live. Okay. All right. So she comes into our place and she's just looking for assistance and some food. She, at that point, she'd been living in her car for two weeks, just trying to live. Now she has an income, but she has a job. Um, no, she's seventy nine. Okay. Retired. So, okay. So she has an income. She's got Social Security coming in. She has enough, but you know the housing situation that's in both of the counties is in dire condition. You know, you just can't. Both Section Eight is closed. All of the housing, um, ap- most of the housing authorities are, have stopped taking um, uh, applications. I know that I got something last week from one of the housing authorities in, in Luzerne County that said they stopped application process because of the unreasonable wait period, which was, was uh, two to three years. This also sounds like a situation where we need to stop homelessness before it starts. Well, you're not going to stop homelessness. You're okay. not going to stop it. And part of that is what you were just talking about when you ran into the individual with your car. Um, at any given time, somebody coming into a rescue mission like we run, and we're part of an organization called CityGate. There's 350-plus in the United States, and they have, um, you know, they might be big like a Water Street down in Lancaster or, their, or the Bowery in New York City where they've been there for 150 years. You know, we're a young mission, but there's missions all over that that do what we do and try to bring people in. But you're going to have you're going to have homelessness no matter how you look at it. There's going to be different situations. It's not a one size fits all type of thing like all of life is not one size fits all. I got to go to break. We are going to be back. I am joined by Dan, Pastor Dan in the studio. Uh, and I don't know, I just don't know how to even introduce you because you're just wearing your hat as a real person today. But you did bring good coffee from the Abide Coffee House, so Yay. I give you that credit. That's the best part. That is the, the very best part. <laughs> we do have in the studio with me Pastor Dan, and also along with Pastor Dan is Kathy from Keystone Missions. We're discussing uh, homelessness. Uh, Kathy, you also work uh, closely with your police, with the homeless mm-hmm. situation as well Um, because sometimes they're needed in these cases too to help people or they do they come to you Um, uh, no sometimes we call them we always work very closely with the police departments Um, I'm fond of telling the homeless that come in that I'm not here to hide you I'm here to help you and I can't help you if I hide you so anytime we need the police we make sure that we have a good working relationship with them Mm-hmm. I, I, had a call, uh, I had a call, one of our former employees is on the police department in Scranton. I called him, he called me last week because he had picked somebody up. He wanted to know if we were open for Code Blue. And then um, I called, we had an incident the next day because sometimes there's incidents when you're working with the homeless. And uh, asked him if he could stop in a couple times through the night, which he did. So it's, it's, it's good to have a good working relationship with the local police department. Very good. And these code blue days right now is like the time to be talking about this Mm -hmm. and what people should be doing maybe you come across somebody that you think may be homeless or you know that they're homeless but you don't know how to help yourself um that i didn't know if it was right i didn't know if i was bothering the guy on the other end of 911 it rang four times before somebody answered um which bothers me tells me there might be a shortage of people to take calls uh for various reasons of course um and then I was like, uh, it's not, I, I don't know if, to, if we're going to consider this an emergency or not, but I'm concerned about the well-being of this person. But that is the way we should be doing it. Don't worry about bothering 911. Don't worry about bothering them. Um, that's what they're there for. Mm-hmm. And in the, they'll be able to guide you because sometimes there's other situations. You were, We were just talking before we went off the air, you know, um, between 75 and 90 percent of the people who come into a local rescue mission have some sort of mental health issue. So, but as I'm fond of telling people that I speak with, 
all of us in some point of our life have dealt with mental health issues. So it's not like it's just for the homeless community, right. but it is a part of, and, and part of it is because they're on the street. You know, they've, they've just gotten to that um, that point in their life where they're doing anything they can to survive. And sometimes that includes they can't get the proper medication or their medication has been stolen. So, you know, they, they're dealing with a lot of different issues when you're on the street. And that's where Keystone Mission can step in mm-hmm. and be the bridge between the homeless mm-hmm. and the community. But you also restore people back to uh, becoming members of society that are able to. That's, that's what the goal is. That's mm-hmm. what the goal is. We want to give them the tools that they need. And sometimes that's by working with other organizations to get them the help that they need. You know, we want to be a catalyst. We want them to step in. And There's a homeless veterans situation out there, Kathy. Is there not? There is. There sure is. And we have failed miserably somewhere that our veterans can be in the street with nowhere to go. Okay, I can speak freely on your show, right? Yes, you are so more than welcome to speak not long, freely. Well, not long ago, you know, we do have some veterans that come into our Scranton location. Now, I'm not, because we're new in Wilkes-Barre, I'm still developing those relationships so I can understand who they are coming mm-hmm. in. And it's, the homeless community in, in Luzerne County seems to me, at this point, very different than the homeless community in Scranton. Interesting. And, but... You know, I had a veteran, and he's been on the street for about two years, and he is um, a, a forklift driver by trade. And um, he lost his job, and then he lost his house, so he was living in his car, and then he lost his car, and he was living in his tent. And he told me that he's very comfortable. He said, Kathy, I think I just got comfortable. And then last year, somebody ripped through his tent, and he got frostbite on his feet, and I'm trying to find, I'm calling the VA. And you know what the VA offered me? A tent. Another tent. Mm-hmm. No way. All right. So, you know, there is, it's just, it's a system. He told me that he didn't want to go through the VA because he said he had to say that he was um, mentally unstable and he wasn't willing to do that. Uh, Kathy, it's really sad, though. Organizations that have been set up by our government. That where people should be able to rely on for help aren't the ones that are helping. The ones that our tax dollars are paying for aren't the ones that are helping. Keystone Mission had to bridge this gap to help some people, especially, I mean, especially when we talk to our veterans and to see veterans in their situations for various reasons. And I think one of the, the, the things with veterans, too, is that pride. We know that man can be prideful. Alone, just a, a man as a human being d- doesn't like to look for help or handouts or whatever. Um, but then a man who served his country, strong, big, courageous, now has to go out and look for help. And then he goes to the source that's supposed to help him, and he's left on the streets. And he gets help with getting a tent. That To me, that's very bothersome. Uh, and I'm sure it is. Um, yes, we are airing the news conference at 1 o'clock. Thank you very much. The news conference, I did mention earlier, will be on at 1 o'clock. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But before um, we get, we have 10 minutes left. We have the Bloomberg coming up in just a few. Somebody did text in and said, I'm homeless staying in my van. Any help from someone for someone like me from Keystone? Current issue is cost of butane tank for heat, food, along with paying my insurance. I have zero income. Thanks. That comes from Joe P. Okay. Well, unfortunately, there's there's not going to be any sort of help where you can get help for, um, say gas or paying for your car or anything like that. There's no organizations that's going to help you with that. But Nobody could, wants to see you living in your van, no. Joe. But you could come in. I mean, we do provide, on availability, we do provide little propane tanks. There are people who donate that to us. Um, you know, we are open every Monday through Friday. We're open for breakfast and lunch in Lackawanna County. Um, dinner, we serve four nights a week on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And the soup kitchen, which is just up the block, from us, they provide um, they provide uh, 
lunch every day, and they provide dinner on the days that we do not. So there's always food available. So it's just looking around, trying to find um, the proper agencies where you can get help. And I think, Joe, my, one of my concerns would be is, you're, you're, are you planning on surviving with zero income? And how are you going to do that? Maybe you need a little additional help mm-hmm. that Keystone might be able to provide. Or you might just need help filling out job applications. I was going to so say, like a, st- a step up. Mm-hmm. You know, a step up that, you, you know, you might be lost at what direction to go in. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, again, other government organizations that say they have this help, it's not necessarily there either. Well, sometimes I found what happens with some of the government organizations is that we have people making laws about things that they don't know anything about, maybe who have never been into a homeless shelter or mm-hmm. have worked alongside the homeless. You know, I invite people, come on down and sit down. You might see your neighbor. You would, might be surprised. You might be surprised. And so just so that you understand a little bit, like, and they, the homeless will share their story with you. Dan knows that. They will tell you their life story. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're not going to hear what it's actually like. And it's sometimes, or a lot of times, not to any fault of their own. I mean, we all have some sort of accountability. Mm-hmm. But but your house might have been condemned. You might have had a fire. Stuff happens. Stuff happens. Stuff happens. Life can hit you hard. But for the grace of God go I. You know, you know what it, rent is like right now. What if you're you do get now? Most of the homeless have some sort of income. They might have disability where they get six or seven hundred dollars a month. Where are you going to find rent for that? Maybe two years ago, they were given additional rent money through the government to landlords to help pay for it through COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, all that did was raise the rents. Oh, yeah, so that's true. So now the homes like that are around us that. Are that house the homeless who will rent out a room that used to be three hundred and fifty dollars a month now is seven fifty a month for a room that should be condemned that you share a bathroom and a kitchen where there is like eight different rooms in the house so you know that's what's available but that isn't that's not going to serve have the situation taken care of. And there's a lot of people that's not helping. No. You know, even young families today can't afford these rents. It's absolutely... And there's homeless families. There's homeless families. There's nothing in this area if you're a homeless family. If you're a homeless mom, there are agencies that do offer services for that, but they fill very quickly. There's a waiting list for it. If you're a father with your children, there's nothing. Thank you, Kathy, from Keystone Mission for joining us today. I certainly do appreciate it. Coming up next on Special Edition, I'll be speaking with Lou Jasikoff from the Independent Gazette. We talk about three big issues on his mind, kids for cash, free and fair elections, and immigration. It's all coming up when Special Edition continues. This is Special Edition. I'm Brian Hughes, and my guest this morning is Lou Jansikoff. He's got three issues he wants to talk about, so I'm going to let you talk about it. Uh, Good morning, Lou. Hey, Brian. How are you doing? It's been a long time. We used to work together on all kinds of issues, especially uh, when we had the Independent Gazette, where in our heyday, we uh, we used to do radio. Uh, we did, I think, your old show, right? My old show, yeah. So uh, um, the Independent Gazette, independentgazette.org, has been um, uh, all relaunched. And what we're trying to do um, this time around is not necessarily a report on on, on specific issues or a uh, um, some of the horrific stuff that we had talked about back then with right. the kids for cash, custody for cash, which we were very much involved with. Uh, but what we're doing now is uh, moving forward is we, we have drafted three letters that we're sending out to our state representatives and also our congressmen and U.S. senators um, on three specific issues. And these are issues that we think that we could actually make a change if we could get them on board to do something uh, and and introduce legislation. The, the first one is with the custody for cash. Right. Horrific stories. More, I know you. You've seen some of them. Uh, there's lawsuits that have been now finally brought forward. There's going to be more coming forward. But once again, how does that fix the 
problem. And what we're calling for is our legislators to start introducing legislation to have cameras in courtrooms and more transparency in our courts. And uh, that, that to us is, is really a, a main, probably my main issue and what I want to do uh, as I move forward uh, for the, <laughs> what, what do they call that, your, your ambition in life now at this point is, is, is really making a real change in our courts. Because if, if we cannot believe that we have real trust, trust in our courts, we have nothing. So we want cameras in our courtrooms and uh, transparency. So the letter that we've uh, sent to our state legislators is asking for that. And and once that happens, we will be reporting back to you, to WILK, to other news organizations, uh, through our, our media contacts, where they stand on the issue. The second issue is uh, free and equal elections. And, and as you know, some people are going to uh, launch off to what happened in these last elections. Our thing is is that if we want real change, we have to have the ability to get good people on the ballot besides just the Democrats and Republicans. Yeah, it seems like it's a Coke and Pepsi situation since they've been so established for so long. And, and it doesn't seem like they want to... Uh, Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply leave any space for any other like third fourth or fifth parties they said we have to have at least two but yeah you know, it doesn't mean we only have to have two that that's the point i think you're looking at uh, yes and and I, I i think back in the days we used to call you know is that is there room for a little seven up in there besides coke and pepsi and i think that's dr what, pepper uh, RC, <laughs> there's plenty of room i would think so the way things are set up right now is is that i'm a registered independent there's over a million registered independents here in Pennsylvania, as far as I understand, uh, and that doesn't include the Green Party, the Libertarian Party, and other parties. We're not allowed to vote in the primaries. So what we're asking, and we did this 10 years ago when we, in our heyday with the uh, Independent Gazette, was we wanted to see that that got changed to where it opened, there was open primaries. Now, uh, what does that all that mean is is, is the ability to um, just participate in the process. I mean, our, our Constitution clearly states, 
elections shall be free and equal. There's no ambiguity about this. None. Zero. Not for Democrats or Republicans only. It's just it, free and equal. It's free and equal. And when when our legislators put their hand on the Bible and, and, and say they're and swearing that they're going to protect the Constitution, that's what we're saying. Right. You need to – it doesn't say some elections. It says elections. So – The second leg of the stool that we're talking about here is we want to inform you, the readers, you, the constituents of Northeast Pennsylvania, where our legislators really stand. Are they they constitutionalists or are they party loyalists? And if they are party loyalists, they need to be either primaried and have some kind of uh, um, uh, competition in, in the general election. This is a special edition. I'm Brian Hughes. My guest this morning, Lou Jansikoff from the Independent Gazette newspaper, which is back in circulation now. And we're talking about uh, some of the major issues that uh, you're pushing, at least three major issues, was the, the kids for cash situation in Lackawanna County and in other counties as well, I'm sure. Uh, when you were talking about cameras in the courtroom, you're not talking about televising these uh, particular cases. I'm not, Brian, and and one of those things I always bring this up is let's use it as a black box, just no no different than right. you know airlines or or you know they if if somebody complains about what's going on, let's have cameras and courtrooms. Right. There's no reason, and and we have precedent. Lawyers love to use the word precedent. Yeah. We have precedent right here in River City that we cannot trust the courts to protect our children. This custody for cash, family courts, it is, it, it is horrific. And I've already brought up the fact that I just don't want cameras and courtrooms. I want, I want audio and video in, in, in their chambers. And some folks will say, well, why is the wall? That, that, that shouldn't be. And I like to bring up the fact that every single recording, are they more important than the president of the United States? Because everything that goes on in the back rooms are recorded and they could always go back and use it as a black box. What did they say? And and, and we're planting these seeds now, Brian, right. is what we're trying to do. And you can't have any access to said black box. That's the whole thing. Because you know, when you talk about recordings, a lot of people that have long memories can remember the 18-and-a-half-minute gap by <laughs> President Nixon's uh, yes. secretary, Rosemary Woods. But. Yes, and, and, that, and, and once you also have the cameras, it's, very, it's a lot more difficult to strike from the record right. uh, you know, what was recorded. So you have an audio and, and, and a video. And, and once again, we've talked about this. I, I don't care who you are. If you're going to eat your bologna sandwich and you know that you're being recorded you're going to do it in a different way, right. and and let's let's just make sure that if folks have a um, a complaint, and there are a ton of them here in Northeast Pennsylvania, oh, sure. uh, that you know there's something there that we could go back and look at. Do we deserve? We live in Lackawanna County. It is pretty well known that if Lackawanna County is not the single most corrupt county in Pennsylvania, maybe in the United States, is this what we, is this where we deserve to live? I mean, if we cannot have uh, trust in our courts, we have nothing, Brian. If you if you could feel like you you go into those courts and unless you're paying to the right lawyer and the right connection, you're not going to get justice. There's something terribly wrong here, and and this is not going after anybody. This is not. We're not. We, we're not. It, we're not even talking about individuals. We're talking about a system that is just. Broken. It's a systemic issue. And, yes. Uh, and really the court is the average person's right of redress because, you know, obviously not involved in the executive branch, not involved in the legislation, legislative branch, but the judicial branch is the one area we can uh, petition for redress. And then like, like we said, planting seeds – Let's get the legislators because they're the ones that have the opportunity to change this. So what we're planning on doing is – is and, and thank you for this opportunity once again, but we're going to be able to – hopefully use WILK to get some of this information out. Let people know what our state legislators are saying about this issue. Well, you know something? 
This show does not only run on WILK, it also runs on our other three stations, Froggy 101, 98.5 KRZ, and uh, 102.3 La Mega. So uh, you'll have four different ways of getting it out. So. so that is awesome. So anybody that's been part of the family court system or any kind of uh, abuses that they feel has happened it within the courts they could get a hold of us we're putting it together uh at the independent gazette.org so that so that's the the the, the custody for cash that that right. we we have uh, dubbed for years and i'd like to say i think at the time we, we probably probably um uh shed light on on this on the family courts maybe more than anybody in in the uh um in this area, anyway. But now, it's a national problem. Now, on the issue of open and free elections, uh, have you looked into the possibility of uh, a ballot initiative, a, a proposition type of thing, to put that on the ballot? Because it doesn't look like the Democratic Party or the Republican Party really want any added competition. Is there any – how many signatures you would need to get some uh, – you know, make that a ballot initiative in Pennsylvania? See, this is why I would love you, Brian, because, you know, it, you and me uh, uh, have been able to have plenty of com- uh, conversations over the years, but we have we have the ability to talk to one another. We just talked about, don't we all want basically the same things in sure. life? What a great idea. And that is going to be brought up now to uh, our team. And what do we need to change it? Because right. it, if when these legislators put their hand on the, on, on the Bible and swear that they're going to protect the Constitution of Pennsylvania. There's no ambiguity ambiguity to uh, free and equal elections. Are they a constitutionalist or are they a you know party loyalist? And and we don't need that. What we need is the ability for good people to get on the ballot. You're listening to Special Edition. I'm Brian Hears, joined by Lou Jansikoff from the Independent Gazette. Uh, You had another issue, I believe it was immigration. We are, and that's that's the third rail right there. That's the third leg of the stool. Tell me about Uh, it. I've been down there. I I go down there a lot. uh, one of my uh, very good friends, uh, the former governor of New Mexico, Gary Johnson, yep. we've talked about it. I've been on the border. I've taken – you just saw a video of me walking, taking a donkey across the Rio Grande. Uh, we're going to be at a big rally in Tucson coming up. One of the big things is is, is that I we just want to know what the policies and what the policy of our legislators here in Pennsylvania – uh, stand on, and those are the 17 congressmen and the two U.S. senators. They're all up for election except for one U.S. senator. Least tell us what the policy is, because people are checking in and and once again planting seeds and letting people get a vision of what's going on. According to all all news reports on the left, on the right, at least 250 thousand. Migrants have checked in just last month. Checked in, okay? They're they're checking in. They're being processed. So that means they're coming into to the border, checking in. Maybe no different than Ellis Island. I'm fine. I know this is going to get people all kinds of fired up. But they're checking in and then being released out. So it's not about people running across the border. It's about people coming here, and it is Congress's responsibility to come up with a policy. Whether you or me, let's argue over the policy. Right, but can right. we at least, do you know what the policy get, is? Get I don't know the what the policy is. point of a policy before, yes. our, yeah, then, then we can have the argument. That's been one of the issues because I know in 2013, there was an immigration bill proposed and 68 senators, which would make it veto-proof, yep. agreed the House never brought it to a vote. And that's where we've been at, you know, for the last, going on 11 years now. Lou, can you tell me uh, how we can get a hold of you, how we can find out more about uh, your issues and uh, the Independent Gazette? IndependentGazette.org. The letters will be uh, printed that we sent out to all the uh, legislators now. And uh, from a physical print, we're going to be starting in February every 10 days to to print it out. And uh, it'll be distributed. But obviously, mostly online and building those... uh, um, organizations and with other news organizations because this this is not a left right this is not a trump biden thing these are three issues that are on the minds of of pennsylvania voters 
and let's get a solution. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for a solution. Just a matter of listening to each other. That's sometimes that's the hardest thing, even getting the same people of differing opinions in the same room together. It's, uh, it's been a real trick. Yeah. You know, we uh, um, mentioned before uh, doing an interview on NPR, and at the time I was registered libertarian. And I'm independent now. Uh, but they had asked me uh, about about my policies and I said listen don't we all want the same st- I mean do you want clean air I you want clean so. water I prefer safe it. and secure roof over our heads sounds good to me quality education affordable health care you and me might have a different way to get there but right. can we at least start at that and not start saying you know like uh, you know what, you know, it's Trump's fault it's Biden's fault yeah. I think I mentioned to you before I, maybe I have to go back to my grandmother's uh uh, words of wisdom, and when we're sitting down for Thanksgiving dinner or something, <laughs> let's keep politics and religion out of it, right. and just have conversations. Because once we do that, maybe we could fix these problems that are affecting all of us. It's worth a try. Lou Jansikoff from the Independent Gazette. Appreciate you joining us this morning, this afternoon, when the show airs on uh, the special edition. And uh, the best of luck to you. Thank you. Next up on Special Edition, Froggy 101's Doc and Chewy speak with local singer Gracie Jane Sinclair about her singing career so far and what's coming up for her next. It's all coming up when Special Edition continues. Welcome back to Special Edition. I'm Brian Hughes. Recently, the Froggy 101 morning team, Doc and Chewy, sat down with the local singer Gracie Jane Sinclair about her singing career, and she lets us know what's coming up next for her. And a big hand, everybody, in the studio. Gracie Jane Sinclair is with us. Good morning. Hi guys. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you so much for coming in and hanging with us. So the last time we saw you was actually Guitarists and Stars. Yeah, it was, which feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. And then we saw you in Mountaintop. What was the... Uh, we were up at the American Legion. where oh, we saw. yeah. You came oh, no, but, but you know what? And then you just saw Gracie. No. I don't know. You saw Gracie at some point. You said, I saw her. She was performing, but the bar was too crowded <laughs> that wherever you were at, you were like, I couldn't, yeah. co- I couldn't get over and go couldn't say hi. Couldn't get in. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing, right? Well, that's great problem to have. Yeah. Well, that's what it seems like when you perform. It's not just like, I mean, everybody comes and sees you, Gracie, because you're fantastic. I get really lucky. Like I always say, I, I mean, you have to be good with like social media and posting and advertising, but I get really lucky with my following. Like the people that come out and see me. It's crazy. I'm like, why are you here again? Yeah, like, well, are you sick of me yet? Like, how how are you here still? And so, how long have you been doing this? A couple of years now, right? Really, I haven't been doing it that long. I'd say two and a half years. Yeah, two really. and a half years. Yeah. And you're very young. Tell yeah. everybody how old you are. I'm 19. Yeah, 19 years yeah. old, yeah. and all of this accomplished. And we're going to talk about a lot of the things because you know it was so fun to have you at Guitars and Stars. You were excellent Thank um, you. there. And then, I mean, your goal is eventually you want to be played on radio all across the country. Yeah, I want to do it big time. I really do. And I think you know you just have to keep working at it it's like we were just talking about how it's a matter of being in the right place at the right time so meeting people along the way and uh, being nice to people but talk about you got an opportunity and and for anybody in country music um the bluebird cafe is Uh, probably the primo place you ever get to play yeah in fact when the tv show nashville was out a lot of that was shot there it was seriously and there's um i watched a movie right before i went to nashville too um and it was all based around the bluebird i can't remember the title but it was just like i was like oh i mean maybe i'll get to see it while i'm down there and the fact i got to play so how does that work how did you get that so it was a monday night um songwriters like night and you have to submit one of your original songs to the board and if they like your song they submit it to a raffle of however many people and i i think it's hundreds i mean people from nashville that live there all the time submit to that and don't get picked so the fact that i was down there and they pick 18 people for the night i remember they pick 17 18 or 19 people and i was one of the 19 people that were picked out of hundreds yeah so i got to go and i got to i got to sing on the bluebird stage where like hundreds of country not even country like any kind of musical stars played there like like i think the week after i was there a couple days after trisha yearwood was standing in the exact same spot that i've I heard was. of her you yeah heard of yeah, trisha yearwood, yeah right? i know yeah. mildly successful career yeah, yeah. <laughs> very mild yeah <laughs> so how nervous is that now okay so you're up there do you it's know insane. at what point you're going or they just randomly say all right crazy you're up they have a list so they hand you the list when you get there you have a line that you have to stand in and it's freezing outside so i was in like a nice little shirt had no jacket on of course because <laughs> 
Um, I'm not logical. And I'm standing there in the cold and I'm shaking and they bring everybody in. They set you up. And the cool thing about the Bluebird, the reason I think it's such a big thing for people is because it's so intimate. It's such a small space. It seats less than, I'd say less than 70 people. It's literally, it's not bigger than this room. It's really small. And people are so up close to you. So that's like another thing. It's so intimate, but they call you up. You know where you are on the list. I was one of the last people. And actually the lady who runs it, who sees every single Monday night, came up to me and told me that my original was one of her favorites that she had heard that night. That's got to be like one of the best compliments you can ever hear. It really is. So you got a lot of things going on. You have an album coming out. I do at the end of March, which I'm so excited about. I guess, I don't know what it's supposed to be called. I think it's supposed to be called an EP because it's only five songs, but I keep calling it an album. Yeah, Album or EP, either way. So yeah, five songs that come out the end of March. And you had such a big 2023 and you're going to have a great 2024. So you're from Dorrance. Anybody who doesn't know the Gracie story, Gracie's from Lucerne County and um, been in Nashville, performing in Nashville. It was wild. Writing a bunch of songs. Yeah, yeah. And this year was a big song year for me. Like, I, I probably, I, I, I can't even total it up for you. I probably wrote over 100 songs this year. But, I mean, I'm lucky enough to put out the five that I'm putting out, which was a really hard thing to do. I was going to say, how do you pick? Down. How do you decide the five babies that you're going to so have? So, actually, what I had to do, because I have so many songs that are close to me, I had to have a listening party. With, I, I mean, I posted it on Facebook, so anybody who wanted to come and judge, and with, that's kind of what I wanted. I didn't want people who have been hearing my songs forever to mm-hmm. pick because they already have their favorites. So I had a bunch of random people come into a bar. One of my good friends allowed me to use her bar for the night. Free entertainment, you know how that goes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, I came in, and I gave everybody a piece of paper with, I already had to narrow it down to like 12 songs. And that's like 12 out of maybe over 150 to 200 songs I've written. Jeez. And that's difficult in itself. I love every song I've written. Every single song for me is a life experience. So how do I do that? So I picked my favorite ones and I had to narrow it down to to five. So I actually had a good friend of mine tally all the songs, all the the votes. Half of the songs were tied. So I I didn't even know what to do. I was like, how do I even pick that? So then I kind of had to take over creative control and pick the ones that I thought would fit best because you also want a little bit of variety too. That's a compliment within itself because if you did and everybody just wrote songs one, two, three, four, five, and then you gave them the other 12, you'd go, oh my God, these other songs suck. That's so funny. That's what I said too because every single song on that list had a vote, at least one. Which is good. So there were enough people in that bar where I told everybody to vote to pick five of their favorite songs. And every single song had at least three to four votes yeah. out of however many people That's were great. in the bar. Like the top one was Those Eyes. That's the next original that I will be releasing at the end of this month, actually. So I have the three originals that came out. So I already had Waiting For You and Try A Little come out. Um, Those Eyes comes out um, the end of this month. And then the two other songs come out with the whole album with the other three. But... Uh, those eyes was every single I think every single person picked that song everybody loves that one so now I want to hear it too absolutely so the album comes out or you said EP in March yep there's technically not a date yet because I have to uh, work it over with the distributor but I'm and I don't like I I can't even believe it like I always feel so lucky and I always tell people I'm like I don't know why you're doing this for me but I hope I can make it up to you at I some point. I think everybody wants to see you hit it big. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. You know, and that's uh, and we feel the same way around Thank here, you. which is great. Um, where do you go? What inspires you for like writing songs? You said you have hundreds of songs you've written. I don't have that creativity bone in my body at all. Yes, so. Neither do I. But, but like, do you, uh, is there a room in your house that you like to go into or no? Just no matter where you are, something clicks and you try to do a song. I've written a song in so many places. I actually, one of my favorite songs, um, one of the songs that's on the album is called cigarette and i wrote it coming home from a gig because i was so stressed out i I could not even believe how stressed out i was and i like i I felt like i needed a cigarette i was like oh my god i can't even believe the stress i'm feeling right now like i just need something to ease my mind because i I can't do it myself so i had to write a song like that but (laughs) i've written songs everywhere the inspiration comes left and right that's awesome i wrote a song in nashville which ended up being another one of my favorite songs that like no like I've maybe played it live twice, but it, I, I can't wait to record that in the future. So, like, I, I don't even know. Like, Where do you keep them all? Do you have, uh, is it in books or is it all in your phone? Because it's, it's funny. It's both because I always have the biggest fear that my phone is going to just die or something's going to happen and I'm going to break it. That happened to Garth Brooks one time. He has had a bunch of songs, he said, in his phone. 
And he lost his phone. I, I think, think that's, that's what happened. Happen. Yeah. And the same thing happened to Kane Brown. He said his phone got wiped. Oh, God. And he said uh, the, <laughs> all you're the just, songs that were on it. You're speaking my biggest fears into existence. Yeah. So what I started doing, actually not <laughs> that long ago, I started, I have a bunch of paper at home, like a, like nice like song sheets. And I've started writing down every single song on paper, which your hand gets tired after right. 50 songs. It's like a punish lesson in school, yeah. right? Oh my gosh, <laughs> it yeah. is. It's like you have to write, yeah, on the, the board so many times. I'm okay. like, oh my God, I can't, I my, my wrist is not working. I, like, it's worse than playing the guitar for hours. I, I can't even take it. It's crazy. We have Gracie Jane Sinclair with us. Uh, we said it, you had a rock star 2023. I really did. The Town Music Awards. You took home seven awards. You opened up for Pat Benatar. You oh opened gosh. up for Tusk, the, uh, the, Fleetwood the, Mac the, group. the Fleetwood Mac group. You opened up for Guitars and Stars. You opened up for Jelly Roll, Craig Morgan. Uh, I'm trying to think. Brett Young. Who else was? Uh, Shane Prophet and Jackson Dean. Yeah. And I got the best picture of Gracie. Jackson Dean is intently watching you perform. And That's you know one what? of my favorite pictures. That is like one of my favorite pictures. I use it all the time. I have it on like so many different social medias because I could not even believe that was real. Yeah, yeah I looked he's up just and I was sitting like, there watching you like, perform oh God, the whole he time. Intensely. He watched the whole set. Yep, the entire set. And you performed for what, 25 minutes there? Yeah. Maybe more? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was truly insane. And you know what? Pat Benatar and her husband did the same thing. And that's so cool. I mean, for the, for you, that's got to be in, insane. And all these artists now watching you, we, we, we were asking you off the air. We <laughs> said, what if you could do a duo with somebody, a duet? Who, everybody, who are you picking? Any artist. Okay. I have, well, I we were already talking about Chris Stapleton. He has always been one of my favorites at gigs. I always do at least four of his songs. And I just love his voice so much. So I have to say Chris Stapleton. Stevie Nicks is a big one for me. That would be awesome. And if she was still singing, Linda Ronstadt. She is probably one of, if not my most influential female vocalist. Did you see the news story about Selena Gomez is going to play her in the biopic? Yeah, I did see that. I don't know how I feel about it. I think I need. I, I think I want to see the movie. You got to process yeah. it a little bit. I do. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, <laughs> just because Linda is such a high honor for me. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't know who's worthy for. She's this. the queen. She is truly. <laughs> but for anybody listening, I know you just mentioned it again. But if they want to follow you and and see where you're going to be, how do they do it? They can always go to my Instagram or my Facebook under Gracie Jane Sinclair. And on Facebook, I have my personal page and my music page. So I'll always post everything on both pages. And if people want to find my original music, which technically the whole album comes out the end of March, they can do that through Instagram or Facebook as well. But it'll be on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you stream your music. And Gracie from right here, Luzerne County, Northeast PA, will be a superstar. We guarantee you that. All right. But thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thank you guys for having me. It's always such a blast. I can't wait for the next time. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, anytime. Thank you for joining us this week on Special Edition. Special Edition is a weekly public affairs presentation of Odyssey Wilkesbury. I'm Brian Hughes. Thanks again for listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.